You're listening to the Rebels and Renegades podcast. This is our introductory podcast. I see smiles all across the room because we did not rehearse this, and we are super pumped and excited to bring you guys this, man. Uh, but this is a podcast that was birthed from our hearts and from our minds, and I know a lot of what we wanted to do came out of this. So we're super pumped. It's our inaugural one. Uh, my name is is gonna. This is gonna be really weird to say, but Pastor Tony Sandoval, and I got. Go ahead, introduce yourself. Introduce I was like, yourself. how do you follow up? <laughs> introduce yourself. I'm just that one guy. Uh, so my name is Aníbal Astorga de la Cruz. And, uh, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I am very happy to be a part of this. I'm, I'm in love with this church. I'm in love with this community. I'm excited for everything that God's going to do. And yeah. I think this is, this is the beginning. We're sitting in a room where there's a sign that says the best is yet to come. And I just think that's perfect for for starting off our, our first episode today so yeah to my right is Nacio Gonzalez uh people call me junior uh I'm also known as Nacho aka wild boy Nacho aka <laughs> aka uh uh what's it called DJ Ignasty uh, <laughs> and so I like that one man I think the reason why I fell in love so much with this idea of um talking about creatives and have just like the general topic be around creativity is that I feel like in the church um, I was always a misfit because I was always creative I was thinking outside the box and it's just the way I think that God has built my brain to be and what I love so much about this is that I, I really do align with the vision um, that Tony gave us when he pitched this um, this idea of this podcast you know God's calling the renegades the people that we thought didn't fit but are exactly what the church needs nowadays. Yeah. And yeah, I just love it. Yeah, man. And then we got Seabass, also known as Sebastian. That's your last name. <laughs> I'm not going to say my last right. name for legal reasons. Man, <laughs> man, a few words, Sebastian. For legal reasons. But, yeah. yeah, but we. Yeah, if you're the Popo and you're listening to this, that is not the Sebastian you're thinking about. No, no, different Sebastian. That's true. Different Sebastian. Uh, but yeah, I think we're super pumped, man. I'm super excited. Rebels and Renegades, God gave me a word uh months ago and kind of been layering it in my heart but he gave me a word where he told me we need to go after the renegades and i have this whole idea of creativity in my heart and i've always been around creatives all my friends have been musicians and stuff and i've always felt like i had a really creative eye although i didn't have any what i felt like creative ability but god has been challenging me over the past year to really kind of use the creativity that he's given me whether it looks like what the church is needing or not like he's been challenging me to use that and i think this is a platform to kind of show that but mm -hmm. the word renegade was special because he kind of birthed it into my spirit and he was talking about uh god and if you look at the general literal definition of what a renegade is it means to leave a religion or leave a church that's what an actual renegade is so i was like god why would you show me this word like you know, and God told me that there's so many creatives who have left the church because they don't fit the mold of what the church thinks it needs yeah. or what the church allows, yeah. uh, that they don't allow creatives to be creatively who they are, right? And 
And if you look at through the Bible, every single personality in the Bible is substantially different, right? Yeah. Like Moses is different than Abraham, and Abraham is different than a Luke, and a Luke is different than a John, right? And I think God really honors personal creativity, mm -hmm. right? It's the reasons that there's four Gospels and not one, right? Yeah. Because God wanted the perspective of four different creative pe people, right? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, right? Yeah. It, it's the different, it's the reason why there's 66 different books, but all these different authors in mm -hmm. the Bible is because I believe God wants to use people for their creative gifts, right? So this podcast was birthed out of that, connecting, recreate, reconnecting, uh, it's probably important in a podcast that I should learn how to speak, right? <laughs> but recreating creativity to the church, to Christianity, and I think that's mm -hmm. super important. So. I know we shared a bunch of notes about what the podcast would be, but I think generally, in a sense, that's really what it comes down to is mm -hmm. connecting church and creativity, right? Yeah. So, like, Anibal, like, when I say that, like, what does that stir in your spirit? Like, what do you start thinking about? You know, I, I actually, on, on Wednesday, um, I was talking to the men about Exodus chapter 31. Yeah. And uh, there's several chapters in Exodus where... God assigns Moses to, to build the tabernacle and he yeah. gives them specific instructions. But he tells Moses, like, I have prepared these people, like I have people that I've set aside that are skilled, skilled in tapestry, skilled in like embroidery, skilled in just all these things. And, and, and when I first read that years ago, I didn't really make the connection that God wants everyone to be a part of his kingdom. So not just the worship leaders, not just the pastors, not just like the like the tech team, but I mean these people that were building the, the tabernacle, they were skilled with like odd skills, like skills that um like uh like with the needle and thread, you know, yeah. just things that you never really think about. But in the end, they had a holy perspective they had a holy participation in, in building the tabernacle. Yeah. And so, you know, I I can only imagine like when um I guess really detailed in the Old Testament, like the types of designs that they had to put into the, the robes of the priests. Yeah. Uh, like the gemstones and everything that was that went into what dressed Aaron and his children. It was all very creative and it was all very unique. But I think because they're in the trades or it's kind of more like a blue collar type of work, mm. you don't always think of it as creative. Yeah. Or you don't always see it in the church. And I, yeah. and I what I was telling the men is, is that they don't have to be seminary trained. They don't have to be worship leaders. They don't have yeah. to be. I, there is the go-to, right? There is already a mold within churches of how they function, how they yeah. run things. Uh, and I think particularly in America, we can be very, um, I guess I want to be, be careful, but at the same time not hold back punches. Yeah. I think in America, sometimes we can be very uh, franchise in the way that we do church yeah. is like oh, we we love this church and we admire yeah. this church from Seattle or yeah. from LA or from New York and we're going to take a little bit of everything that we like from other churches and we're going to do that in our church mm. and a lot of times it just causes um, like I said it's just like franchise you're, you're kind of reproducing rather than having specific revelation from heaven just like Moses got when it came to the tabernacle he heard specifically every yeah. to every little detail like God told him, and he and God provided creative people for Moses to make that vision come true. Yeah. So I think I think that my heart is to I think the go to is usually like the musicians and the, you know like the beat producers yeah. and like the worship leaders and perhaps like the the painters and their artists. But I think there's a lot of creative people that you 
don't normally view as creative, but yeah. it, it's it takes a lot of skill. Yeah. And I think we need to give them an opportunity as well. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I just ramble out. No, that's no. okay. Rambling is okay, man. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Nacho? What do you think about that? Um, <clears throat> something that I love about what Annabelle said was, you know, <laughs> we try to reproduce what works because we only care about, um, oftentimes in like churches, like the numbers or, or what works and what doesn't work. And I feel like we don't allow, um, we, we don't allow the Holy Spirit yeah. to like really guide and give identity yeah, to each really different cool. church. Yeah. And what I love about, um, like specific churches, there's some certain churches that say you got to do it this way, but then there's other places that it's almost like a, like you're fermenting something and fermenting. I don't know if you guys know, but there's this thing called the mother, right? And so it's something that's developed over a long period of time. And so what people do is, is there's certain bacteria in, in the fermentation process that they just put a little bit of the mother into another, um, into another like jar of, of pickles. You see what I'm saying? And then it makes that whole jar turn like that. Yeah. And there's certain churches that are like that, but they allow, they, they say, look, take this. This mm -hmm. is kind of like what our culture is. And I feel like that's what the church was meant to be. You yeah. know, mm -hmm. like here's a little bit of the mother. Here's yeah. a little bit of, of this. And I want you to take this and build upon it. But I want God to like really, really develop um, a culture or something that you guys will be known for, something that your community needs. And that's what I love about what we've been doing here at the Blessed Side, you know, yeah. um, being presence driven. Yes, uh, you know, you guys went to a, to a church out in Texas, and I feel like they gave you a little bit of their mother. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, here's here's a little bit of that creative process. Here's like, allow God to give you this freedom. And I think what was really dope about that was that um, we kind of like saw it as like a guideline, like, you know what, we're, <laughs> we're going in the right direction. And um, what I love is like, there's so many people here um, that we've just, how do I say it, that they have added their own little flavor to the church, not to influence our belief system, but to kind of like give this like what God, what I believe God has given each person that like freshness, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To turn this into our own thing, you know, yeah. and it has that like Bay Area vibe, it has, it has what our community needs. Yeah. And I just love how we don't forget the things that, make us a church but at the same time we um almost cater to what our community needs yeah so that's what i love about you said yeah as you were talking then i i got the image of, of what i think john the baptist would look like mm -hmm. uh just from the description of the gospels you know he wore camel hair and he ate locusts and honey and he was always in the presence of god and he and he was to them he was weird to, to, mm -hmm. to the rabbis and everyone else he was yeah. weird um he was just so different. He was a rebel. Yeah. You know, he was a, he was a renegade. Um, yeah. But yeah, I really, I, I really appreciate that you shared that, Nacho. Yeah. I remember, I think, yeah, I think there was only, we were only supposed to take a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, from each other. And, and, uh, and it, it kind of reminds me that sometimes I feel like churches are kind of like, um, like fashion trends. Mm -hmm. You think of like the 80s, there's particular things that remind you of the 80s or the yeah. 90s or the early 2000s. And so everyone's kind of copying each other. Mm -hmm. And so, like every five, ten years, something shifts, and then you do something different. But, yeah. um, but I guess for me, is like I want to do something different all the time. Yeah, I don't want to be locked into ten years of doing the same thing. Yeah, I think I think God loves that stuff, honestly, man. Like, there's nothing about the Bible that's not dynamic, right? Yeah. There's nothing about 
every story, every character, every encounter that people have with Jesus, that's not dynamic, right? Like, yeah. I think God likes being dynamic, right? Mm -hmm. And I've always felt this in my heart, and I've always said it, and even said it from the pulpit before a bunch of times, but, you know, God's a creator God. That's mm -hmm. what he does. He creates, yeah. right? God doesn't carbon copy anything, right? Like when he created the heavens and the earth, there was nothing to copy from. He created it, right? Mm -hmm. And that he breathed the same life that he had into our nostrils when he formed us from the earth, right? Mm -hmm. So like, and then that same, you know, ruah, that same energy, that same spirit he gave us to be creator beings, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that the purest form of worship that we can give him is whatever we have internally yeah. right so like the creativity yeah. that we show with words right yeah. the creativity that we show through drumming or music production right mm -hmm. like and I, I think like you know I, I sometimes i tend to draw like these really hard lines in the sand but i think it's a sin to not be giving god of your all of your creativity mm -hmm. and I, I think it's a sin and a huge misstep by the church mm -hmm. to not allow people to give them a platform or a place or a position to where they can show that or use that creativity, right? And I think you mentioned stuff like spoken word, right? Mm -hmm. and, and sometimes spoken word can be like super cringy, right? Because yeah. because we don't know as <laughs> a church. Be very cringy. Yeah, because we don't know, especially in church settings, like you don't know how to digest the spoken word because there's never been common practice of it, right? Yeah. We know how to digest when, when we sing oceans on Sunday morning because we've heard it everywhere, right? Yes. And then I get a lot of flack because I hate on the, <laughs> on the oceans all the time. Dude, I'm, I'm the same. Dude, I'm not saying it's a bad song. I'm not saying it's annoying to it, dude. But like, yo, we could sing another song, dude. <laughs> like, but yeah, yeah. I actually, what do you think, Sebas? What do you think, Sebastian? I think it's kind of overrated now. Because, <laughs> um, I mean, you've, you've been a part of, you've been a part of the worship team, but you're also creative outside of worship team. Like, yeah. I, 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 I can tell that you, you know, with photography and with sound and with music, and so there, it, you're not limited to worship team on Sundays. So I think uh, I'm interested in, in knowing what you think, because I feel like you're creative in multiple ways, where that's not always the case for everyone. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think um, doing something different is better because whatever we do past Sunday, it's got to be something way different this Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of building an atmosphere of yeah. creativity, freedom, something that makes us different than other churches and other worship bands. Yeah. That's what kind of vision we have. Yeah. yeah. I really love that because it's it's – even though it's the same God, it may not be the same uh, directive, right? Yeah. Like God has a plan for Elevation Church. God has a plain plan for Mosaic Church down in LA. God has a plain plan, why well, I don't know, I can't talk to you, for Home Church, right, out in Seattle, right? But like, what's the direct plan, the directive that God has given those churches, right? What impact, what circle of influence, right? And I think by ignoring creativity in the church you're ignoring these huge swaths of people who want to pour into the church right yeah, yeah. like you could save that city if you were able to use the people of that city does that make sense right yeah now that's then that's the biggest thing like what i loved about what I, what I loved about paul is that when he would plant a church is he would reach the the believers in that city 
and he, you know, he, he invested in them and he would raise them up. And because those people in that city, they, they know the culture, they know, yeah. they know their neighbors, they know everything. And yeah. I think, I think that's, that's what, um, we have to keep in mind as, as the blessed church and as any church, wherever we are, it's like, why has the Lord appointed us over this city? Yeah. Uh, what is it that, that, that this needs? And, yeah. um, that's just like a that's a challenge too because uh, there's a place here in San Jose that people call it Church Row. Yeah. There's literally yeah. so many churches on the same block. Yeah. But none of those churches that have any people really attend them. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're still the least church area of the country. And yeah. I'm like, why why is that? And is it because we're we're all doing our own thing or are mm -hmm. we are we speaking to the Lord and asking him how can we creatively reinvent what has been done in the past and do something different where people are actually drawn? And I think because of where we are particularly, we have to know tech. We have to know coding, programming. We have to know production of music. We have to know, we have to know all these things and we have to be, have Christians that are working on Apple, Christians that are working at LinkedIn, Christians yeah. that are working in construction we got to have all those people to be a part of your church because we all have like our hand and we're all touch every area of society. Yeah. And that's how we get creative. We ask the yeah. Lord, how can we creatively bridge the gap between tech and church to yeah. construction and church? Yeah. Uh, you're just you're using all that. Now. Yeah. And then I love, I love that conversation. And I'm going to ask you something next because I know you and I have had some conversations before about, about this, mm -hmm. but like driving, circling around back to like, I think we all agree that creativity is absolutely necessary in the church. Mm -hmm. And I know we've talked about in, in different individual settings that creativity sometimes is lacking or almost like if you're creative, you're like blacklisted, mm -hmm. right? Because like, hey man, we got a worship leader, dude. We're good, bro. Yeah. Or we got a media guy, like we're good, dude. Like yeah. we got a sound dude, we don't need you, bro. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. But everything in your heart and your spirit is telling you to attend here to be here, to pour into here. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what people feel alienated from. And then they become rebels and then they become renegades where they leave their post mm -hmm. or they're not allowed to work in their creative, you know, creative realm, right? Because, hey, we got to do, or we got a space or we don't have room for you or whatever, right? And like, I know we, you and I have had this conversation where like, you know, I know you and I are very different, but you and I have at different times felt very alienated by church, mm -hmm. not either respecting or not allowing us to be creative the way we are creating. Yeah. You know, how have you seen that like affect you or affect people around you? Or what are your interactions with church like that? It's, it's kind of ironic. And uh, <clears throat> my, my intention is never to, to judge anybody. Um, but more importantly, to um, create a create an environment where we're able to fully chase after what I believe God's just doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I feel like some people are just so caught up in what God's told them to do, they don't realize that, like, yo, like, you know, God called Peter to the to to the Israelites, and God called other people to people that were Gentiles. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's kind of that like same thing. Where it's just like, you know, what God's called you is probably not what God has called me to do. Yeah. And that's okay, you know? Yeah. And if God has put me in your ministry, and, and this is this can go in so many different ways, but I think for me at least, in my experiences, made me feel like, like 
um, I always wanted to like trust the people that are above me. And it was a little, it put me in a tough situation because it put me in a position where like, I want to believe everything that this person's saying, you know, this is my pastor, this is somebody that I care about, this yeah. is somebody that like, I want to follow. And that person is telling me that I'm in the wrong because I'm not doing what they believe God is is putting the entire church to do. But God is, is like you were saying, he's volatile. Yeah. Like he loves yeah. to exalt himself in different ways, yeah. in different manners, in different generations, in different manners too. Yeah. You know? And um, I think I think our whole approach to um, I think our whole approach to uh how do I say it? We, we want things to be, um, we want it to be like a system, you know, like a production. Yeah. Like every leader, this way, this mindset. Yeah. Um, beliefs are, and moralities is a whole different subject, but um, like, that's just not how people are, you know? Yeah. Some people are born David, some people are born Gideons, you know? Yeah. 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 And I think that people can move mm. between those spaces, yeah. right? So like, like I feel like people can be one thing at one point in their life, but then develop into something else, right? Yeah. As they grow and as they learn and stuff, yeah. right? Like I know Sebas, you're you're fairly young, you know, you're you're the you're the little brother of the group here. But I, what have you seen in your life, like that you've changed, right? Like where maybe you've outgrown your current post and wanted to get into something else, but maybe weren't allowed to. Not gonna name drop, but you don't have to name. Let's <laughs> yes. not get in trouble on our first ever. <laughs> <laughs> We're rebels of many. It's just yeah, yeah, yeah. Just letter, shoot but... from the hip. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> just somewhere I used to be. It's a church here in San Jose, so I used to work there and yeah. attend there. And the atmosphere there is, at that time, it was cool and all. Yeah. I got to learn different things, tech, technology, how to build, how to grow. And then they helped me grow more in the church as well. Yeah. But then soon, it was just this one person that can change a whole atmosphere of yeah. everything that you plan and that you want to do. Yeah. And that's what kind of tore me down. Mm -hmm. So that's why I went and see like different churches. Yeah. So that's kind of the atmosphere that we don't want. Yeah. We yeah. want to feel creative. We want everyone to feel loved. Basically, just be an open church. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like an open community. It's good that, it's good that you're saying that because um, it's very important for us to be of one accord. For all of us to be individual and, and be creative, but to have of being of one mind in Christ. And that's kind of like what the apostles were. Uh, in the book of Acts, it says they were, and the apostles were of one accord. And the way they, they because they were that, is because they created that environment. They were meeting daily, they were praying, they were singing the Psalms, like the, sorry, not the Psalms, but they were singing um, the traditional confessions of who Christ was, right? And and, and, and uh, what they knew, they were fellowshipping, they were breaking bread, and it said the Lord added daily to the number. And it's just that, that environment, it was creative, it was different. None of the synagogues were doing that. Yeah. None of the, uh, the, the the Greek and Roman uh, temples were doing that. It was very unique. It was very intimate. It was inside someone's home, right? It was they were meeting in a lot of homes, and, I, and so I, I think it's important to have that. But it's also very important to, to realize that 
one person can like undo a lot of things of what God's doing. And that's why Paul at times he had to address it. There was one guy that was he was deep in sin and no one in his church wanted to rebuke this guy. I think this guy was like sleeping with his stepmom or something. But Paul was like, no, we gotta correct this, we gotta address it. And so uh, eventually as he was disciplined and he was separated from the fellowship, this guy eventually was was broken from that, uh, humbled by that, and eventually he was won back. And then he, then Paul said, "Okay, invite him back into 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 a fellowship." And so then, when he came back, he was a healthier person. I guess what I'm saying is, it's important that we may have some health, unhealthy people that may come into this environment, and they may want to do their own thing, or maybe they have a lot of soul wounds and things from the past, and we have to make sure that we're we love them and we kind of accept them when they're not, but we also put boundaries to make sure that uh, certain people, one person is not like yeah creating mutiny. Yeah. yeah, I think it's important too. That I've always I've always been a big proponent of self responsibility. Yeah, that a lot of stuff is your fault or your responsibility or your problem, and I'm not a big believer in passing blame. Yeah. Right. So I don't want this to be a podcast where we step on the church or yeah. like spit on the church right. and stuff like that because that's yeah. not true yeah, yeah there's a lot of um irresponsibility when it comes to especially what i've seen in creatives like i've seen in my own heart and my mm -hmm. own life is that there's a there's a certain level of personal responsibility that you need to take for your own calling mm -hmm. right yeah. and that you can't go around your whole life blaming churches because yeah. they didn't give you this or this or whatever right yeah right yeah. and i think it's important that we we we, we like maybe stay right there for a second right mm -hmm. like like I love our church right I love the blessed side mm -hmm. and one of the reasons why I love the blessed side is because it's not built on one individual person mm -hmm. right we have like a lot of times you'll see churches built on a name right mm -hmm. on a person right that person wrote a book got big time or got spotlighted at another mega church and all of a sudden they blew up and grew and stuff like that, right? Yeah. And that's powerful and that's amazing. But what I've always really admired about real leaders is that they multiply other leaders. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And and that, that's why I love our church is because we multiply leaders, right? Yeah. Our our founding pastor is Pastor Gail. And the way that he loves and the way that he leads is really by committee, right? Mm -hmm. He has this vision, he has this calling. Right, and we are underneath his covering, and we're also underneath his rebuke if need be. Right, mm -hmm. but I think it's important for like uh, creatives. Right, creatives have a really hard time on having trying to fit their creativity with church because I think creatives have um, I don't want to say a lack of responsibility, but if it doesn't serve my vision, then it can't be God. Is what they feel like a lot of times, and that's that's not correct. Yes. Right. And I think that's important to sit on for a second because mm -hmm. I think creative people like creative people get a really bad rap that they're overly sensitive. <laughs> right. Or they're not team players. Or they're not mm -hmm. team players or don't. It's my way or the highway. My way or the highway. Right. And I think it's I think it's not maybe the most fair thing to do in the world. Mm -hmm. I think the the real question is are what do you does that person feel used or does that person feel like he's being called, right? Yeah. Um, and I think you really have to, I have, I've had to learn that just because I notice something, I don't have to address it or call it out. Right yeah, now. yeah. Like, um, sometimes 
the Holy Spirit will reveal things to me that I'm not supposed to speak and just pray into it. Yeah. And because it's an atmosphere thing, like going back to what Sebastian was saying. Um, and I, I think I think you have to be submitted to the Holy Spirit, also be submitted to 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 yeah. mentors and yeah. to, and to leadership. Yeah. But also there's there's a, there's wiggle there's space for you to be able to say, all right, Lord, in the space that you have put me, yeah, I'm submitted to the space that you have put me. Exactly. Yeah. I'm here to grow. Yeah. I'm here to contribute. Yeah. But how much of my DNA am I allowed to insert? Yeah. How much of my exactly. my mother, like we were talking about, like the you know, like yeah. the, the, the fermenting. Yeah. How much of me am I am I allowed and given permission by the Holy Spirit to deposit in this season? Yeah. And how much do I have to hold off? Yeah. Because sometimes you're you're just there to give, give, yeah. give. Uh, sometimes you're just there to receive, receive, receive. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think sometimes creatives, um, because we feel deeply, because we're very passionate, yeah, we can be emotional at times. Yeah. But it, but I think I think we have to be uh, spiritually well rounded, well balanced, yeah. healthy, spiritually disciplined, and to know if they're. That there are times where we're just we're just there to submit and just just do what God's calling us to do because yeah. it's, it's for the greater picture, it's yeah. for the greater good, and and there are some some disciplines that we may not necessarily enjoy, yeah. But it's character building, yeah. and so I, I, that's been a challenge for me as a creative person. Mm-hmm. There were times where like, you know, I would really love it if we would do this, and yeah. and I'm pitching the idea, and it's just people are not really receiving it, yeah. And sometimes I would get really hurt, but I think I think the more that I matured spiritually, and the more that I matured in love, mm-hmm. um, the more that I, I've learned that it's okay if in this particular space, yeah, I'm not able to deposit all of my creativity. Yeah. Maybe there's other other outlets yeah. um, that I that I can still yeah. deposit my creativity. Yeah, yeah. I think that's important too because like. I've seen creatives really hurt by the church. Yeah. And I, I, the main reason I've seen creatives being hurt by the church is that they feel used by the church. Yeah. Where all you want is my art. All you want is my music production. All you care about is that I can run a soundboard. Yeah. All you care about is that I can sing, right? But you're not, you don't value me as a person. You, you value my skills. You value my skill set, not my characteristics, right? Right, yeah. And I think that's like a common thing I've seen like growing up in church and being a part of churches and stuff like that. So uh, I know that, um, like, I know that that can be kind of, like, detrimental and stuff. Yeah. And I, I think that, that like, I hate to, like, I don't want to blame anybody or point fingers again, but I think it's really important that creatives know, like, it's not about what you create. Mm-hmm. And I think when you create something, you put so much of yourself into it yeah. that you love it. Right. Right. And it's your that baby. You, it's your baby. You put your blood, your sweat, your tears into building the skill set that you have to be able to run a soundboard, right? And that that the problem is that creatives believe that what they create belongs to them. And that you have to start from a place of what I create belongs to the body, belongs to God first. And if you belong to a church, if you belong to a community, you have submitted yourself and your skill set and what you create to the body. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I think that's important for creatives to know, like, if you're creating something for yourself, cool. Don't bring it into the body. That's fine. If yeah. God has called you to keep it out. That's your business. You keep it out. Yeah. Right. If, if you're making money off of that, yeah. you, keep, you keep it separate. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's totally fine. Yeah. Right. And But I think it's important to know that everything that you create 
comes from the creator, yes. right? And if everything you create comes for the creator, then it belongs and is for the creator, yeah. right? Yeah. So I think creatives, you know, I think we take a lot of personal responsibility for what we create because it costs us something, right? Yeah. Yes, uh, it's a part of us. Yeah. And I like that you're bringing it back to the gospel. Yeah. Is ultimately everything the Father does is is to, it's to advance the gospel, to like for de redemption. You know, like everything yeah. is about the kingdom. Um, and I think we have to, we do have to remember that everything we do is, is so much bigger than the church that we're yeah. going to. It's we're all connected to the body, and some of us are hands, some of us are feet. Yeah. And but like you said, every skill set that the Lord has entrusted us with, yeah, He made us stewards of. Yeah. All those skill sets belong to Him. So yeah. anything, by default, anything we make, really belongs to Him. Yeah. And so I think it's important for us creatives to remember that. Yeah. yeah. Not to mention, I feel like um, <clears throat> the most freedom that I've ever had as a creative has always been. Um, it's kind of ironic, but the most freedom I've ever experienced as a creative was when I'm under like very strict boundaries mm. but still have that freedom to be able to be creative yeah mm. you know um, I think it can be very easy for for at least for me as a creative to like to just be guided by my feelings you know what I mean and then you start getting emotional and then that, I feel like that's where a lot of the hurt yeah. and then a lot of the finger pointing starts happening and I think that um, it's kind of a tough topic especially since you know I'll be vulnerable right now like I'm still kind of like learning all that, you yeah. know, and I'm open to admit that. Yeah. And it's something that I'm willing to learn from. And this is part of why I love this so much, you know. Um, I, I don't mind uh, being vulnerable or even, you know, being rebuked or or, or, or being or, or somebody telling me straight up and actually like yeah. talking through stuff like this. Um, but I will say that from my own perspective, like the most freedom I've ever had is when I have very strict boundaries around myself and as creatives we can like i said it's very easy for us to be guided by our feelings yeah and i feel like that's why we need the church so much yeah. you know the answer isn't to go away from the people but to like go around these people and be surrounded by people to give you wise counsel you know like i i and that's why i thrive so much in that and um um, I, I need people like Hannibal, you know, I need people like Tony, I need people like Sebastian um, to where where I can't see clearly myself, you know, to have those boundaries to anchor myself in that like ocean of creativity because yeah. you can easily be taken away. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like that a lot, man. I think I think this podcast, it's one of like my one of my core things and we'll, we'll get ready to wrap up here in a little bit but has been like to bring healing to creatives mm. right mm. and to show you that there's place there's a space mm. for you here in church yeah. right not just here the blessed side in san jose california but wherever church that you're at right like you matter you're valuable what you create matters mm. and is valuable and it's needed right and i, I think that I think that being a part of a church, it submits you and your gifts and your talents to that church, right? And I would even go so far to kind of put a bookend on what uh, Nacho was saying, is that uh, I think the freedom to create without a covering of a church or a proper leadership or guidance is reckless, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Because yeah. then you can create something that actually injures the body, that hurts the church, that hurts the people around you, right? You can create things that don't bring honor or glory to God, right? 
yeah. so that with the proper covering and guidance, yes. right, but still with the freedom to create, like Nacho was saying, you could still give the best of yourself mm -hmm. while being accountable for the things that you give of yourself, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, any final points before we wrap up? Sebastian? Sebastian? No. Nacho, speak now or wait till next week. <laughs> but we're super honored, man. Thank you guys for sticking with us. You've been listening to... Uh, to, to Rebels and Renegades, our first inaugural podcast. Uh, we've kind of just shared our hearts and shared uh, what we feel God wants to speak and do through this. So until next week, we'll see you then.